Thanks for listening to and subscribing to the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Wherever you might be and however you might be listening, thanks for making us a part of your day. Be sure to catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Ease of work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high desert. At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. Beautiful. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode five of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a place where we discuss the biggest stories in the county, and we bring you the people behind those stories. Lots to talk about. Today we go inside the Deschutes County Fair and Rodeo with County Commissioner Patty Adair and Fair Director Jeff Hines. They'll join me in just a moment. I'm Eric Breon, producing this podcast from the Deschutes Services Building in Bend, Oregon. We bring you this podcast monthly, but we're just having so much fun. There's so much going on that we're going to ramp that up and bring you episodes more often. But first, we have lots to get to today, so we're going to jump right in. The weather's getting warmer. We're almost to August. That means the Deschutes County Fair and Rodeo is right around the corner, happening August 2nd through 6th the Deschutes County, at the Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center. My guests today are Fair Director Jeff Hines and County Commissioner Patty Adair. Thank you so much for being here. This has got to be an exciting time for both of you. Commissioner Adair, can you talk a little bit about why this is such a big thing for the county? It's a big thing because we have the most um, famous county fair in the state. Um, people come from all over the country to see our fair, probably all over the world, if you want to be honest. And it's just ever-growing. So appreciative of all the work that Jeff Hines has done to um, improve our fair, um, give it an edge, bring in new talent. Um, we have a new, well, it's the second year for Roxy to be the rodeo director, but it's an, it's going to be indoors, the nightly rodeo. Um, it's it's great. It's just a lot of things to do. And then we have a lot of concerts there too. So This is a busy time of year for you, Jeff. Yeah, this has been a really busy year. And as we get into the, the end of July and the beginning of August, probably the busiest we've ever been. But um, certainly the, the most exciting time for us is the production of the annual fair and rodeo. And just around the corner, and we've got a lot of exciting activities planned for this year, <clears throat> piggybacking on some of the things we've done before, the growth we've seen. Um, just continue to add and make it even bigger and better and more exciting each and every year. And uh, we're excited to see what everybody's uh, reaction is this year. So what's new this year? There's got to be there's got to be some new things that people who are listening to this podcast are going to go, man, what what do they, you know, what tricks do they have up their sleeve this year? What can what can you share that uh, they might get some insight on? Yeah, I mean, new is the thing we really try to focus on. We always want people to to wonder what we're going to do next. <clears throat> so that's kind of on the forefront every year. And a lot of new activities this year. Um, we're changing out a lot of uh, the grounds entertainment. Um, <clears throat> in the past, we brought things like live sharks to the high desert. Um, and this year is no exception. We're bringing a sea lion show. Uh, that'll be fantastic. An opportunity to see those. You're, go- you're going to that, right? Oh, surely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great chance to see those animals just kind of swim around um, in, in sort of their natural, env- well, semi-natural environment. They're all rescued animals that are unable to be released back into the wild, um, but they swim around. You can see them all day, and then they showcase their tricks and um, some of the things they can do that mimic those activities in the wild, but uh, they're they're cared for and a great chance to be right up close. 
um, with them. And, you know, that we have so much more um, as well. The other thing that I'm most excited about for this year, um, we're bringing a nightly drone light show um, into the market. Um, yeah, we've kind of seen some instances of that um, <clears throat> down here in Sun River. They, they did it for 4th of July, and I think they've done a few others. Um, the one they're doing, you know, is a little bit on a smaller scale than what we're going to do. Um, everything we do, we try to do just bigger and better and on steroids. So. Where, where do people need to be for that? That's the first I've heard of that. Do they need to be in a certain part of the fairgrounds or at what time do they need to, do you know? <clears throat> yeah, so it'll be after the concerts nightly. Um, the best location will be on that concert lawn, kind of looking up over the stage. Um, it'll be integrated into the stage, so there'll be some video on our video walls, some music, and, and then the imagery that's up in the sky. Um, it's a, but it's a 400-foot-tall image and, and floating in the sky, so it should be visible not only just on the fairgrounds, but also to some of the surrounding areas around Redmond. And, and we've got a little spe- sneak peek for those of you that live here in Red- or, uh, in Bend uh, the night before fair opens. So uh, make sure you keep your eyes up over downtown and, and the old mill district on uh, on Tuesday night, Tuesday the 1st. Well, that's pretty cool. Commissioner, you'll be flying your drone. Is that what oh, I've I'm heard? Oh, I'm sure I will be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner, uh, the fair is ingrained in so many people's, you know, kind of growing up, their their childhood, their, you know, what are your favorite memories of going to the fair? I'm sure that you've got some, <laughs> you know, uh, is it the is it the rides, is it the animal? What 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 are your favorite parts of the fair? Uh, I had what is it? Four different types of animals that I was showing, so I normally would work really hard to become the grand champion showman in Morrow County in Hefner, where I grew up. I was in 4-H for 10 years. In fact, I went to the state fair with my horse my 10th year. My mother thought it was a great idea, and unfortunately, my horse had been on the racetrack, and we're back in Salem, and he thinks he's back on the racetrack. Didn't win that show, but, you know, it it was always so important. It helped me um, go through college, the funds, the animals I had to sell. So it really brings back all kinds of memories, and that's why I believe that we need to always promote our 4-H and FFA youth in Deschutes County. This is an, such an awesome opportunity for them to earn money, pay for their expenses. It, you learn the bottom line when you have to raise an animal, pay for your costs, but then actually put the rest of it in for, let's say, your college fund or if you're going to go on to different kind of training. But it's, it's just great for the kids. The record of last year, I think, was $1.8 million of our sales. And I'm hoping um, with the economy being what it is that we, we can get that same support from our community. A lot of people in the community come in and spend tens of thousands of dollars on the, kid, on the youth. And I am so appreciative. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really important part of what we do as fairs and, and really speaks back to the history of where fairs came from. You know, over 200 years ago, um, the modern agricultural fair in America was born um, through that livestock show, right? Yukonia uh, Watson brought his string of sheep and tied him to a fence post in Pennsylvania. And, and now that's that's led to what we have today and what we get the chance to showcase to our community. So um, it's so important to what we do is that livestock program. It makes us unique. Um, but it also prepares the future leaders um, of our community for uh, for what they're going to do next. They spend they they learn work ethic and they learn how to how to raise their food and their fiber, and they're involved in hands on uh, agriculture and livestock and in these other programs. And it, it's just it's so important. So for a lot of people coming to the fair is the ch- the one chance a year to see uh, a fluffy fluffy animal or a cow or, or something that they they may drive by every day, but it's that chance to see it up close. But for those kids or, or those exhibitors that are involved in it, they've been involved in that program for 
uh, countless hours to prepare to get ready for fair. You know, the auction animals, they're going for, for the market program. Um, <clears throat> they've had to get them ready for that and ready for sale. And those showmanship kids, they've, they've worked with those animals for, for hundreds of hours to be able to get them uh, ready to show in that, in that class. I mean, you, you think about all the work that goes into training a dog how to sit. Uh, imagine having, trying to train a cow you don't train it to sit, but the <laughs> no, same you, idea, right? Is you're, tra- you're training that animal to to respond to your, your commands and, and your needs, and so uh, I, they don't sit, but they do all these other things, and, and that's it. But it's a showcase of what they're doing and, and the activities they're doing on the farm and the ranch, and they need these animals to be able to do that, or they need the animals to be able to be positioned so they can show the quality of the animal to determine the, the quality of the, the, the meat or whatever's on the on that animal. So. I mean, if you can get a cow to sit, I'm there. <laughs> I, I am so there. But uh, I, I went to the first, uh, my first ever 4-H auction last year. I was shocked at the attendance. It was, a, there was a lot of people there. They were so into it. And you could tell the hours that they put into it, the work that they put, they were so proud. Their parents were there. Uh, just all the, all the effort. Uh, that's... Seeing that, I mean, with that history, that that must mean a lot to you to see it here, right? And right. Kind of I think it's so important that we maintain that tradition. I think it's the opportunity, learning personal responsibility. I had to feed my animals before school. In fact, my sheep was so attached to me that when we had to change um, handlers of the sheep, my sheep started going crazy with my best friend who now lives in Deschutes County. She lives in Bend. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and it was like she kept, she was giving me dirty looks. But, yeah, we had, I had such a relationship with my animals because, as Jeff says, you spend hours with them. We used to have to card and clip, and, you know, it really made the difference if you were the grand champion or not. Very cool. And I still have all those trophies at my my mom's house. Yeah, I live out in in the Terrebonne area, and and it's kind of fun driving home right now is I drive by a number of different small farms, hobby farms, and small properties and stuff, and seeing those kids out there either feeding their animals or or right now we're seeing them work with their animals as they're finishing, um, kind of making sure that they're ready for fair so they can put on uh, their very best display or their best uh, best opportunity to win that that coveted blue ribbon or rosette and and be that supreme grand champion. that means so much to, to those exhibitors. Well, if anybody's seen me, they know that my favorite part is the food. So the deep fried Twinkies, I mean, you know, that, that's got to be a part. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are, there, are there any other, you know, new food offerings that you know of or things like that that, uh, you know, people can look out for? I hope they have that What's corn your dog place. I the usually, corn dogs. I usually have one corn dog a year, and last year those corn dogs were absolutely phenomenal. So I'm hoping that same vendor is back. They were Unbelievable. Yeah, so we've got Corn Dog Company of Central Oregon that people get the chance to, to eat, you know, in the Central Oregon or Deschutes County region on a on a regular basis. And we also have kind of that in house secret recipe that uh, that the Fair and Expo team cooks up. And uh, and Butch Graham, who who's retired, was willing to share that secret family recipe with us and kind of what that means. And it they're they're very different products. I mean, it, just a few ingredient changes gives you something completely different. And um, it's a great chance to try try both, but and I mean, no fair is complete without deep fried something. So, uh, just like with the entertainment, we always make sure there's something new. There's something on a um, there's something on a stick, and there's something deep fried, and and uh, <laughs> it, it's that great opportunity to come out and try things you you might not normally do. And 
calories just don't count when you're at fair. <laughs> so why bother? It's not a great place for a diet, but it's a great place to have a, right. a great meal. And, and usually it's it's big, usually it's fried, and usually it's on a stick. But uh, it's it's just a, a fun way. And, and, you know, food is part of the entertainment and what we do. And so we, we focus on that and a couple new things coming this year. Uh, we've seen that trend for some of the new um, – some of the new, new new stands that are coming into the market into into Oregon and and they're kind of a uh, an entertainment piece on their own. They're they're so big, they're so massive, and what they can do in those mobile kitchens is impressive. You talked about entertainment, and entertainment's a huge part of it. So the concerts this year, can you can you give us a, an idea as to who's coming? And then of course you've got the rodeo and and everything that happens with that. I think that starts Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Um, what, what can you tell us about uh, who's coming to town? Yeah, so concert-wise, we continue that tradition of, of bringing some great entertainment into the market, and, and I think this year's no exception. Um, we've got Old Crow Medicine Show kicking off the, the Kindle Toyota Bend Country or Summer Concert Series um, presented by Perfection Plus Auto Salon on Wednesday. Uh, you know, they're, they're a, a great Americana band. They wrote um, the song Wagon Wheel that Darius Rucker made famous, and... Um, they're they they're just a, a great band for so many other things, um, and really starts it off. And then we move on to Carly Pierce, right? And and she's got four number one hits. She's got a a song right now with Chris Stapleton that's on the charts and and a fantastic thing. And um, I mean, we know we all saw Chris Stapleton's performance at the national or uh, at at the Super Bowl, and then here in Bend. I mean, uh, a great act, and and she has the chance to 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 take the stage and and showcase what she does. And she's a fantastic performer. Uh, and then Friday we have All Time Low, which is, man, I struggle with how to describe it. It's kind of a 90s, 2000s pop punk band. I mean, it's just fun music and um, tons of tons of hits and, and tons of tons of awards and um, kind of has a resurgence. And they've got some stuff that's super popular on TikTok right now with Hey Maria really being the, the soundtrack to a number of different TikTok ba- um, videos and stuff. And just a super fun show for Friday night. Uh, Saturday night, we come back with Lil Jon, um, <clears throat> sort of hip hop. I mean, he, 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 he can say one word and you know exactly who he is. He's, he's just, you know, he's got that voice. He's, he's been on, uh, uh he's been on TV shows. He's been on some, he just, just everybody kind of knows who he is. And, uh, he's, he's, a, he's, he's smaller in stature, but a huge personality and, and should be a super fun day, um, there. And then Sunday, we, we change it up a little bit and we do uh, uh, a Spanish language show. We started that last year. Um, and as you kind of saw, right, a little bit of diversity or a lot of diversity across that lineup, something for everybody really trying to be a mirror of what Deschutes County is. And Sunday, we wrap that up with a Spanish language show uh, with Banda Machos, which is kind of iconic in in that Spanish-speaking market. And uh, and we're really excited to see that that um, festival that we're kind of putting together an event within an event just continue to grow um, this year. So a lot, a lot of events, a lot of planning, a lot of scheduling. Commissioner, talk a little bit about how the county supports all these efforts because it's a huge facility. It's uh, a lot of people that go into it. There's there's support from other departments, the road department, the sheriff's office. Talk about how the county comes together to help put this on. Definitely the county comes together because I believe it was last year Redmond PD um, said they weren't in a position to run um, with security, et cetera, at the park or at the fair. So they um, then left that opening for Deschutes County Sheriff's Office, and they came in and did an outstanding job. I don't know if you'll remember, but there were some 
incidences that happened at Jefferson County before our fair. And so we were incredibly aware and didn't didn't want those issues to reappear in our fair with a lot more numbers involved. Anyway, so yes, and then, of course, the special challenge is getting in and out of the fairgrounds. Thank you, Chris Doty, our road director, right. for all of his brilliance in streamlining those issues. I know last year, I think I parked at the back 40 somewhere, kind of out there with the Russian thistles maybe, but we really, we had so many people last year. So, and I know that was a really good practice and I think it worked out really well. Now, one night I was leaving at 9.30 and the traffic coming in was all the way down to the stop sign down, you know, Veterans Way. So those people were coming in at like 10 p.m. So Chris Chris handled it all with a you know with a lot of community effort and you know it, it's so positive. So it it does it takes a lot of energy. It's an amazing opportunity and um I really I'm hoping that this year will be another successful county fair. I I think it's really impressive when you walk I mean yes the rides, yes the rodeo, yes the concerts. You have the open class where people come in and they compete and they do their their photography work, their jams, their jellies, their quilting. Um, you see, you know, people from various, you know, VFW, you know, just kind of getting together and and you know putting out all the hard work that they do. So I mean, it, Jeff, talk a little bit about just how this all kind of this big collaboration is more than just what we see, you know, with all the lights and bells and whistles. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of moving pieces, especially when we get into something as large as, as Deschutes County Fair and Expo. As Commissioner Adair kind of referenced, the, the largest county fair in, in Oregon. And uh, <clears throat> it takes us a really long time. Uh, people show up and it's ready, and, and it, it doesn't just happen that way. There's there's a, a small army that works on each and every fair, and, and it takes about 18 months to put together each each fair. So we're already looking at next year's, right? <clears throat> um, the different things we're gonna we're gonna bring into town, the the changes we're gonna make. This is our coming up is the opportunity to evaluate what we did this year, but also take a, into consideration of what we're gonna change and evaluate or uh, adjust for next year. But um, with all those different moving pieces, it takes forever. It takes an army. It takes Deschutes County. It takes Christody and the Roads Department, Chuck and and his entire team. Um, to be able to get people in and out and, and to do that safely and to make sure that we're not having a negative impact on the surrounding com- sounding community, right, those that live um, around our property. And so they've done a, a fantastic job of putting together plans that just work, and they, they, they seem so seamless, but I, I've been on some of the planning of that, and I know that it's it's hundreds of hours to prep and get ready um, when you're closing roads and, and highways and all kinds of stuff. And changing the direction of traffic, it's a big deal. <clears throat> I just, I really want to uh, recognize and thank Carrie Penhollow <clears throat> for serving as president of the Fair Association. I'm the liaison to that group. There's 15 major board members in that group, and they meet monthly. And now we're going to be meeting every Monday, the hours, the countless hours that are put into it. And actually, Rachel McInish, um is, how, let's see, she is... She's been doing our county fair forever. You know, you'll see her forever. in ever. Yes, she I has. met her last year. I did she, a story on her. She, just amazing, all the things that she does. And she's like, "You're going to have to drag me out of this building, kicking and screaming, because I love it so much." But what I really loved about what she did last year was she flipped things around. She she moved things around, and she was all for 
making it more appealing and bringing in new talent to to the buildings. So, um, you know, without, you know, isn't she like 89 or something? She is an amazing woman. Yeah, <clears throat> she's she's a force. I mean, we, she just makes things happen and, and she cares. She's there week in, week out. <clears throat> she's there before fair. And she just cares, and and she's one of many, you know, that, right. that do that. And and you know, I'm honored to work with with great um, staff members from Deschutes County, but also all these countless. <clears throat> I'll call them volunteers, but they're not. I mean, they're they're much more than than just a volunteer, but they do volunteer their time. So, um, they're involved in the planning and the efforts of what we're going to do. They make we give them the power to make their adjustments and, and changes to to their area. Um, <clears throat> and empower them and give them the tools they need to be successful in, in their own way. And when you talk about, you know, all these different things, it's it's because there's a uh, a lot of people that care and that are have made it important in their lives. And and uh, for some of them, they focus on it year round. And and uh, just what they do show is, is a great show for the rest of the community. Jeff, I'm curious about your story because there had to have been a time in your life of like. I'm going to work in the fair, you know, <laughs> uh, how, how does, how does one, did you grow up with the fair? Is this ingrained? Did, did your parents do it? What, what is, what it was your story and how you got into uh, working in fairs? Yeah. I mean, there was a time in my life when I'm like, I'm not going to work at a fair. Um, and that's <clears throat> because you kind of hit on it, right? Is, is I was raised by my grandparents and, and my grandfather was the, the CEO of a fair. Um, a what fair? A, a fair. Let's, let's yeah. A fair? Oh, uh, yeah, like L.A. County. Yeah. Pomona. Yeah, they, I mean, the large, at really? that time. Yeah, the, yeah, the largest okay. county fair. In, in We're going to be bigger, though, just a, just a little, Just a little fair. Just a tiny one, yeah. And and so, you know, I the, I grew up around that and just kind of followed him around and and, uh, and saw what he did, and, and now I get to follow in his footsteps. But, you know, I, at my first job was on a fairgrounds. Um, I put myself, I helped put myself through college by working at fairs and, and you know, working in the, the carnival when it was in town and, and different stuff um, at fairs. And uh, by the time I got to college, I was ready to escape and I, was, I wanted to go do anything, anything else. And, you know, I went into college and got out and went to the real world and, and realized um, it wasn't that exciting. And uh, and, and so I kind of came back and, and I made a few attempts at escaping the, the fair and fence world a little bit by going into different things. But I found there's just really nothing else that that's as fun and as exciting, and there's nothing that's as rewarding, right? Is is for us, there's some really cool, I think, really cool things, right? We get to essentially with a with a team is build a business each year. We get to run it through an entire business cycle, and then we close it and get to evaluate if it worked and what worked and how to make it better each and every year. Um, but that business is also something that's fun. It's it's important to community members. You talked about Rachel, you talked about Carrie, you talked about some of these others. It's important to them, but also, I mean, it's tangible because you get to, you get to walk around and there's always that one moment at fair where you just, you, all that hard work is worth it. You see that smile on a kid's face because they, um, because they, they're, they're holding their new favorite stuffed animal or something. And it just makes, you know, these, these sleepless night and the long hours worth it. And, and I think everybody involved has that same, that same experience at some point. It's never the same for anyone. And you never know when it's going to happen, but it's what, what keeps you going through that fair and, and brings you back. It's addicting. I would hate to be Jeff's phone this time of year because I imagine the the rodeo people could call it, the marketing, the sales, the I'm bugging you. I mean, just <laughs> all the people who want your attention, your calendar must be just jam-packed. So kudos to you and congratulations for 
for getting us up to this point. I know you got a lot more work to do, but uh, um, just just exciting times. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, just some order of business, how people can get their tickets, anything else that they need to know um, about going to the fair? Oh, and, and don't forget, we do have the passes for the week, which mm-hmm. I really want our community to know about. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. <clears throat> really important. Yeah, we went online with ticket sales um, earlier this year, so you can go visit our website. Deschutes, well, we cut, you can find it at, at through Deschutes.org, but you can also find our own standalone at DeschutesFair.org. Or I'm sorry, DeschutesFair.com. Um, and uh, it's your chance to see all the exciting stuff. I mean, we hit on a, a few of those little things, the sea lions and the drone show. That's one of 25 different activities that we have going on each and every day. Um, you can learn about that. We'll get the schedules on the website here, I think, uh, early next week. But it's you can buy your tickets. You can skip those lines at the front gate. And uh, and if you buy soon, you can save a few dollars um, if and have those tickets in hand. Uh, so check out DeschutesFair.com. Well, lots to, we got the fair coming. Uh, it's just such great stories from the both of you as to how you navigated all this. And uh, just thank you both for being here. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question about this podcast or ideas for future podcasts, you can email us at info at And remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Drop us a review, drop us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. We hope you have a great time at the Fair and Rodeo, August 2nd through the 6th. Until next time, be safe out there.